Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I am talking with Erica Stanclip, who is a winemaker, and she is featured in our Wine Country Women of Sonoma County book. Erica, so lovely to see you today. Yes, great to see you too, and great to uh, see the book in real life and get to touch it and look at all the amazing women that are being featured in there as well. Well, you being one of them, of <laughs> <Yes>. course. <laughs> I am so delighted that the book is out, and it's... it's um, it's beautiful. It's absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. You did an amazing job with it. It came together quite nicely. Thank you. Well, let's dive into talking about you. All right. <laughs> okay. So what was your first full-time job ever? So my first full-time job after I had worked a few internships was actually for a company called Anardis of Inquiry. Um, Anardis is a large company based out of Italy that makes winemaking products. So when you think winemaking products, these are things for the winemaker to use in utilization in actually making their wine. So yeast, nutrients for the yeast during fermentation, um, tannin additions, SO2, so all of the sulfur agents that were going into the wine for preservation. And the Vinquery piece of it was a wine testing laboratory that was started um, a few decades ago, actually in Windsor for Sonoma County and Northern California winemakers to have their wine tested in a professional laboratory for people who couldn't run the analysis themselves and send it to UC Davis or send it to Fresno State. So we did laboratory testing, winemaking consulting, and then we also told people what products to use if they needed to fix something or how to do the fermentations they wanted and how to make their wine from reception to bottling. Okay. Well, that was kind of a good setup for who you are today. Yes, <laughs> it was amazing. So fast forward, you are this amazing winemaker in Sonoma County. Thank you very much. You work for your family's winery, yes. Trombetta. Before we, we talk about Trombetta and the other winery clients that you have, tell me, do you recall the moment that you knew you wanted to be a winemaker? So I have two moments that I really think of. And one of them being, so my mother, kind of the backstory was that my mother worked for Paul Hobbs for a number of years when Paul Hobbs was just Paul. He wasn't Paul Hobbs yet, the rock star Cabernet winemaker. So she was with him in the beginning, and because of that, they developed a very close relationship, and Paul kind of came became my unofficial uncle. He was around all the time, very close family friend, and my parents were home winemakers, so there was kind of this nice camaraderie between my parents doing a lot of farming and making wine and then him, of course, making his own wine. So he found people to help them or help him out. So my mother would go on picks with him and things like that. And growing up, he would come over for dinner and bring bottles of wine. Now, I love my father to death. No slight towards him, but he was a home winemaker. Maybe not the best home winemaker in the world. <laughs> oh no! So when someone would say, typically my father, smell this. I was always like, oh God, what's wrong with it? <laughs> and so Paul brings over a bottle of wine for dinner one evening and says, try this. So the first, my first instinct at, you know, 
12 or however old I was it always I can never really remember exactly the year but I was what's wrong with it a little taken back okay what's going on he looks at me and says there's absolutely nothing wrong with this wine just smell it and um, special place in my heart it was a 1997 Michael Black Merlot from Coombsville in Napa and that was my aha of wine is beautiful and then flash forward a few years um, Paul had picked me up from high school something happened with my car and I couldn't drive so we're walking a vineyard and we're getting ready you know it's getting close to harvest it's September so we're looking at these Chardonnay grapes and I'm walking this vineyard with him and finally just start asking real questions you know what does what are you looking for what are you tasting what does harvest mean to you and just seeing the passion and the labor of love that went into winemaking for him is what made me go this is what I want this is what I want to do with my life and the light bulb finally went off and I haven't looked back since fabulous that's a great story now you are quite accomplished as we talked about briefly you are the winemaker for your family's winery so let's talk about that first trombetta yes how big of a winery is that so we're only 1200 cases we are still quite small in the grand scheme of things um i like that no i we absolutely love it and it's the biggest thing that i love about it is that we're small production and we focus primarily on chardonnay and pinot but we work with some of the most amazing vineyards and family-owned sites because we don't actually own our own estate. So we work with people who my family has known for 30 plus years and we work for people who grow amazing fruit in different regions of Sonoma County because right. Sonoma County has so much to offer oh, it's, and it's yeah, so huge. diverse. <laughs> exactly. So to be able to go, I want this vineyard from Russian River. I want this from Petaluma Gap. I want this from Sonoma Mountain and really hone in on what that means. That's we're, you know, something that's so amazing about Trombetta and being able to do that with small production, anything from, I made a Chardonnay in 2018 that was 42 cases because we only got one ton of grapes in. So it's anything from that really micro size to something, I think our largest case production is 400 cases of Sonoma Coast Pinot. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <Right. laughs> So how many different varietals do you typically make? So I only make two for Trombetta, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And our rosé is a rosé of Pinot Noir as well. So you make three wines. Yes. uh, Because you make the Pinot, the Chard, and then the rosé out of the Pinot. Okay. If people want to taste the wines, what's the best way for them to go about doing that? So there's a few different ways. If you're here local in Sonoma County, um, one one of our amazing we have a lot of amazing restaurant partners but one of the best places that i always like to tell people to go is willie's wine bar because they just have some amazing producers amazing wines from all over the world but a lot of emphasis on sonoma county so they carry um our pinot noir and it's a really easy place to just go in taste us see what we're about you know no harm no foul taste a glass and then if you want to taste some other amazing wines from the region it's a great place to go otherwise um you know, you can contact myself or my mother through our website. And, you know, we we love to have people come by and see what we're about. And, you know, whether it be you want to go see one of the vineyards and try a little bit of wine or you want to come and see my mom's extensive gardens and things like that. We do love to host people. Now, we don't have a tasting room, so everything is very, you know, very small. It's by appointment and availability only. But we love hosting people. Wonderful. 
I think it's now uh, probably a good time to talk about you do do a little consulting. Yes. So what are some of the other clients that you work for? So um, I am president of the Petaluma Gap ABA. And with that came um, meeting Kimberly Fendler from Fendler States. She has this beautiful property in on Sonoma Mountain, but on the southern side that faces the mid Petaluma Gap. So it's kind of off of the Petaluma Plains and up the hillside. So she reached out to me and I just started making her wine in 2019. I love working with her sites because they're in on the exact same road, but three different elevations. And she does Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and also Rosé of Pinot. Okay. And then I also make wine for, once again, Sonoma County is a very small world. (laughs) And um, the O'Connell Vineyard, they have the Vine Hill House. They do a lot of wedding venues. And Dan O'Connell and my mother, their families go back high school, elementary school. And so um, I've been making Dan's wine for a few years now, primarily Pinot, also Rosé and Chardonnay. Oh, my gosh. I know, you right? Have a there's a There's a theme here. <laughs> yeah. But then I have this other amazing client who um, actually worked a harvest for me and then decided he wanted to get into the wine game, um, Rob from Texas. And his brand is called Stressed Vines. And we get to do something a little different. So we, of course, do Chardonnay and Pinot, but we do an Alexander Valley Cab, and we also do a Howl Mountain Cabernet. Oh, very good. So it's kind of going back to my my first initial training between working in Argentina, working for Paul Hobbs, and then working in Oakville. So I get to go back to that cab and kind of have some fun outside of the, the Pinot, Pinot harvest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How would you describe an Erica Sandcliffe wine? What are the some of the prominent characteristics. So what I always like to tell people, because Trombetta does work with so many wines from, and by so many, you know, our whopping six wines that we make, um, so many different vineyards, that you're tasting the vineyard in the glass, and I was really just the, you know, the steward of that wine. The grapes came in, I just helped that vineyard shine through, I did not impart too much of myself, because I've always said, I want someone to have a sense of place when they get that wine in the glass. If Mm -hmm. you have a Gap's Crown Chardonnay in your glass, you're going to be tasting that Petaluma Gap, Gap's Crown Vineyard. If you are tasting our Sonoma Coast Pinot, you are going to be tasting that beautiful site in southern Sebastopol with the Rolly Hills and the Sandy Loam soils. You are not going to be tasting what I did to the Pinot. So... It's really a sense of place. And I also say, I don't want people to taste Erica in a glass. I want them to taste the site because I feel my duty as a winemaker is to elevate what we've worked so hard year round on doing in the field and in the winery. Okay. I understand what yes. you're saying. Sense of place. Yes. You really want to capture that sense of place and you don't want to manipulate yes. the flavors too much, but you must have something <laughs> that makes it you know, that puts your stamp on it. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would anyone hire you? No, it's very true. So stylistically, I would say what I do is I look for a really beautiful balance in what the vineyard wants to do and what the wine is going to become to become food friendly, Mm -hmm. enjoyable both in the glass by itself and enjoyable with a meal. Um, So for me, what that means, for example, with my Chardonnay is I do barrel fermentations, French oak, but only 25% French oak. So it adds beautiful texture to the mid palate, but we keep that beautiful, fresh acidity. We keep the fruit characteristics. We're not hiding anything from it. So I would say that my style as Erica is just a elevation of the fruit, trying to make the best wine possible with balance and food friendliness. Okay. 
what keeps you going as a winemaker? How do you, how do you, what motivates you? What drives you? You know, I think what it is for me is just really, this is a, it's a labor of love every year. I mean, there are those days in the middle of harvest and I can think of a few right now where (laughs) I go behind a tank and I'm banging my head against the wall going, oh my gosh, I have not had enough caffeine. I haven't slept in a few days. I probably need to shower. I don't know if that's blood or grape juice on my hand. Like what's going on? But I'm so proud of every wine that I touch and everything because I know that the potential is there for that wine and how hard I'm working and how amazing that fruit is and how hard the vineyard workers and manager and everyone worked on it that it's just a real sense of like you know for lack of a better way to put this that is my child right there in that barrel so I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure it shines out as brightly as possibly can and that's I think what really keeps me going in those rough days and on those under caffeinated under you know rested days is that I love what I do. And even when I don't love what I'm doing, I still absolutely love what I do. You still keep going. Exactly. Keep going. Top moments of your career so far? You know, I... I feel like I've been so fortunate in... Especially in the last four years. I've... You know, I started off being winemaker for my parents after leaving my full-time job at an artist and working a few different internships. And then I was hired on to be a winemaker for another winery. And then people approached me to be consulting. And I'm just sitting there going, obviously, I'm doing something right. And that, of course, makes me ecstatic. And then, you know, having you reach out to me about the book and having people enjoy my wine, it's really that I've been very fortunate. And I feel like I'm finally at the 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 analogy I always have is that I've been on the doorstep with the invitation to the party for so long. A few years ago, the door was unlocked, and now I feel like I'm finally in the doorway going to that party with the big boys. And I think that's really, I mean, there's been a lot of highlights in my career, but I think right now it's just the trajectory in which I'm moving and the fact that people have so much faith in what I'm doing. That's what's really, I feel like, going to take off in the next few years for me with my career. I think that's exciting. It's very exciting. It's also terrifying, but it is exciting. (laughs) Don't be terrified. No, terrified in a good way. You know, that like right as you're about to go down the the first dive in your roller coaster of like, this is really exciting, but it's a little scary, Scary but it's really exciting. (laughs) But let's keep going. Exactly. (laughs) Well, in the roller coaster, you have no choice, right? (laughs) Exactly. You can't get off. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You know you love wine, and with Total Wine & More, you'll always drink interesting. Total Wine & More has a ridiculously large selection of over 8,000 wines. From California to Australia, Bordeaux to Argentina, all the best wine regions in the world can be found in their aisles. Whether you're looking for a rare vintage or something fun and quaffable, Total Wine & More is the place for those who know wine. Let's talk about your personal life now. Yes. First, I want to say a belated congratulations. <laughs> you are you. a newlywed. Yes. So that is pretty cool and probably a little life changing. It is very. Um, we actually have a one of those like kind of hallmark love stories. We were both flying to Las Vegas out of our local Santa Rosa airport. Our flight was delayed because Allegiant tends to be late and um, (laughs) I was sitting at the bar having a beer with my friend and talking to the bartender who's from my hometown and in walks this 
six foot six gorgeous guy with blue eyes and I'm like you look really familiar and he did he looked extremely familiar we talked and then we got on the plane after we got off the plane I totally Facebook stalked him on my friend's Facebook because I found out he's from my hometown went to the same high school as all my friends and um, because I went to a different high school from my hometown and Facebook stalked him added him he then messaged me and said are you facebook stalking me i said guilty how did he know (laughs) because i added him (laughs) because i found him (laughs) and um so we started dating shortly thereafter and it was just he's from the same hometown he's a few years older than me this is where things get a little convoluted but his sister is married to sasha winter sasha winter's best or older brother zach is my brother's best friend from childhood oh my gosh and then his mother cindy uh lucas's mom cindy my mother-in-law was a caregiver for my brother's other best friend's mother who has lyme's disease so it was just like all of these Three degrees of separation, small town. How have we never met? We ended up being at the same weddings. We just had never actually face-to-face met. And so we end up meeting on a plane to Vegas. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, I think the best part of the story is you didn't get married in Vegas. (laughs) No, thank God. My mother would have killed me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she would. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that is a great story on how you met and, and the fact that you guys, you know, could have met a long time ago um, yeah a million other points of connection that we could have had and we just met at the santa rosa airport in the bar <laughs> so you live in santa rosa yes all the places in the in sonoma county you could have lived how did you choose santa rosa you know santa rosa is in the middle of everything so it's easy to get to everything we have amazing food and wine in santa rosa but it's a really quick drive to healdsburg where there's also amazing food and wine it's a really quick drive to petaluma where there's amazing food and wine so for me being able to connect to the main artery of 101 in sonoma county so that i can visit everywhere also i'm 15 minutes from work which makes my life really easy during harvest i don't have a large commute so Santa Rosa was just the central location that happened to actually have food and restaurants and a life to it, even if it is a small, small city town, however we want to call it here in Sonoma County. But that's how I chose Santa Rosa. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What's your style? What kind of colors? So my husband's favorite color is gray. So I'm just going to, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so our decor is very um, minimalistic (laughs) in that sense. Actually, no, I, I do more of the brighter whites and some blue accents and things like that, but a lot of silver tones, a lot of kind of, it's, how do I put this? It's not quite, it's almost like rustic farmhouse but not very colorful I think is the way to put it you know we have a lot of beautiful wood accents in the house but everything is more like whitewashed or silver toned or we have really beautiful gray dining set but it's just not the brightest place but the other thing you will notice is the massive amount of wine that I have between the wine fridge and the 12 cases of wine next to the wine fridge because we haven't upgraded to a bigger wine fridge yet. Of course. (laughs) Of course. But that's everyone in wine country. Very true. Or a lot of people in wine country. Most people in wine country. (laughs) Yeah, most of us. There's there's an abundance of amazing juice to drink out here. Exactly. Absolutely. So you'll just need to get a bigger wine fridge and then a bigger one exactly (laughs) i want the the big bertha 500 bottle 
Oh, wow. Yes, that, yeah, that'd be pretty good. That's about where I'm at right now okay. with what I need. <laughs> Maybe you just need to make a room into a cellar. Thought about that, too. Might be a <laughs> yeah. better solution. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> Which, so on that note, what is your favorite room in the house? Ooh, you know, it's we actually have a sunroom. So we have this gorgeous sunroom that is attached to our living, our main living space area. And it is just wall to ceiling glass. So, and it has day beds in it. So we always kind of joke that, you know, during the summer, the cats are passed out and the dogs passed out on the day bed because it's nice and sunny out. But behind us, we have the Santa Rosa Creek. So it's very lush and green back there. So that's where I... If I have to work from home, I'm sitting in that sunroom on that day bed working on my computer. Or if my husband is working from home, he's sitting in there because it's just the sunlight and the green and very serene, very calm and very beautiful. And then, of course, all the animals sprawled out all over the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great place for sure. We're in wine country. You make wine. Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink at home? So I have been... Are you a wine girl? Oh, yes. I'm a wine girl. Okay. I, I will drink bubbles until the day I die. Yeah. I love champagne. I'm right there with Grower you. Grower champagne, domestic, iron horse, rotor estate. I mean, you name it. I've, I've got it in my wine fridge. But um, bubbles every day, all day. But outside of that, I'm a huge Grenache person. Ooh, I love Grenache. And um, I have a really good friend who's a winemaker in Dry Creek who makes just beautiful Grenache and he makes a Grenache Rosé. So I'm kind of obsessed trade? with, oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Eric and I trade a lot, but I absolutely, it's either bubbles or Grenache. And then of course, you know, being a Pinot and Chardonnay person, I, I definitely have a nice collection of some beautiful Chardonnays and Pinots as well. Sure. Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you speak a second language? Do you have an unusual hobby? Do you collect something <laughs> unusual other than wine? So I am a horseback rider, a very avid one. Um, actually, in 2007, I was ranked second in the nation for my level uh, for three-day eventing. And I went to Fresno State on a scholarship for horseback riding. So I, I would say that's probably one of the coolest things I do outside of the winery I love jumping really big and fast things and uh I just actually had a jump lesson today on my mom's mare who is a ladybugs in the book and I mean when you're galloping towards a three foot six jump that doesn't break there's there's a bit of an adrenaline you know rush rush to it and I absolutely love it so horseback riding for sure and then um other than that, I'm a huge gym junkie. I love going to the gym. Really? I really like lifting weights. That's my other kind of vice. I, all of my frustration at the end of the day, the horse is the therapy and makes you get out of your head and think about the here and now. And the weightlifting is that's how I get any anger or stress out. <laughs> is I go and I lift something heavy, I feel accomplished, and I move on with my day. <laughs> Perfect. You got a good balance there. Have you taken a trip that you would consider as meaningful? And could you describe that to us? Oh, Yes. So it was technically a phase of trips, but my time in Argentina, if I could live anywhere else in the, in the world, I mean, I love Sonoma County, do not get me wrong, but I would live in Argentina. I would live in Chakras right outside of Mendoza on the Andes Mountains. Um, I fell in love with it when I was a freshman in high school. Paul Hobbs took me and my family down when he was in the process of building Vina Cobos, and we did a whole trip through Argentina, Patagonia, and Chile. And then I went down there in 2011 to work at Vino Cobos, and the people are amazing. The 
you better write, like red meat because that's the bulk of what they eat, which that's is all right fine. With me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take some red meat, some empanadas, and some Malbec. Sounds great. Um, but it was just so beautiful and peaceful. And that trip really kind of made me get out of my comfort zone because I was for three months in a foreign country like a smart person I studied French in high school so I go down to a Spanish-speaking country and have to learn Spanish so I would translate from English to French in my head from French to Spanish oh wow make things a little complicated Mm -hmm. and it just really shaped me into who I am today because for three months I had no one there outside of the winery and the friends that I'd made in a different country and it was a huge learning piece of who are you? What do you want to do with your life? Is this what you want to do? Are you really like, what path are you on? And so that trip to me is, well, that two series of trips was, all right, this is my heart has, or Argentina has a piece of my heart still. Uh, when was the last time you were there? 2011. I haven't made it back yet. And I've been meaning to for a long time, unfortunately, a little too busy to leave <laughs> right now. Yeah, don't you hate that? <laughs> I do. Seriously, it's putting a cramp on my passport. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I had a conversation with someone recently that you don't make time for yourself. Yes. So you need to start marking it out on the calendar. So whether it's a trip or, yes. you know, the gym or the exactly. horseback riding, you need to mark that out. So mark it out, girl. I'm going to try to for the in the next 18 months or try so. to visit. Yeah, exactly. Would you ever want to make wine anywhere else other than Argentina and Sonoma County? So I think that working around the world to gain experience is an amazing opportunity. And I would love to go to New Zealand or go to South Africa. I'd love to work a vintage in Champagne. I mean, like, I would yes, do that. I'll sure. just they might not have, have any you? inventory left, but uh, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, I've been to Burgundy and I've, you know, traveled throughout France. Um, when I worked for Nardis, I was lucky enough to get to travel to Italy a lot and look at the wine regions and work with Italian wines. And I mean, I can't vision myself living anywhere other than Sonoma County to make the Chardonnay and Pinot that I'm making. I absolutely love where I live. I love the vineyards I work with. I love the style of wine that we have in California and the weather that we have in California. I mean, we always joke and say you get nine and a half good vintages out of 10 in Sonoma County and nowhere else in the world is lucky enough to say that, you know, they have hail or rain or, you know, not enough snow in Argentina right now. So the harvest is going to be affected by that. And in Sonoma County, especially for Chardonnay and Pinot, it's it's pretty smooth sailing as long as you keep a keen eye on your vineyard and you make sure that your farming practices are where they need to be. But I would love to gain the knowledge of working internationally again. But living wise, I want to stay right where I am. Do you think you have your dream job? I would say I'm pretty close. I mean, I I get to make the wine that I want to make for my family's winery. Of course, my parents have stylistic input, my mother being you know, the owner for Trombetta Family Wines, but I really get to have the final say in how I'm making the wine, which a lot of winemakers, unless they start their own brand, don't have that creative uh, flexibility. And then the people that I work for are all, they give me a lot of free reign. They say, this is the style we want. This is the kind of wine that we want. And I do my best to make something that they're very happy with and that they love. But 
I basically get to work for myself and I get to work for my family and I hold myself to a high standard, but I love what I'm doing. I mean, it's your ultimate job. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's what, that's all I was asking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap things up all right. with five quick questions. Okay. You ready? Yep. They're very lighthearted. What kind of car do you drive? I have a GMC diesel 2500 long bed truck. All right. Yep. <laughs> What's the last piece of candy you ate? Well, if you count dusky s'more in a jar, uh, otherwise I am a sucker for Swedish fish. Who's your favorite actor or actress? Oh, that's a really hard one. Just okay. One of your favorites. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Okay. <laughs> I've got think. I've I didn't a lot think of it was that hard. What's the last vacation you were on? The last vacation I was on was Tahoe. Okay. And what is one of your most favorite songs to dance to? Oh, favorite songs to dance to? It could be slow or fast. Oh my gosh. It's, well, how about your wedding song? Uh, we, well, so funny story, <laughs> we weren't supposed to have one. And then a friend of ours who came to the wedding is actually an amazing singer and piano player. So he did Elton John, your song, and it was fabulous. And so we actually did have a first dance, but we didn't plan on having one. <laughs> okay. But is that, do you like, oh, it was did a, you like it? Oh yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> is it, it was, now your song? It, it kind of is our song. Yeah. Okay. There you have a song. <laughs> you have a song that you now. like to dance to. <laughs> Erica, so much fun to chat with you today. Thank you. This was great. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.